Praise God. And the whole idea is that in the midst of the crisis and chaos of this world, God can still give you an experience different from what is going on around you. That's what the Bible shows. He said he will lead us beside the still waters. In fact, if you read Psalm 23, by the way, Psalm 23 is not a prayer point. But if you read it, you will see that it doesn't line up with the experience that many Christians in Nigeria exhibit. In fact, it looks like one of those apps that, you know, when you want to open it or operate it, they'll say it doesn't operate in this region. Have you been there before? <laughs> if you live in Nigeria, you know there are some things you want to op- open or operate, and they just tell you that, bros, this app does not work in your region. That's how Psalm 23 looks to me when I see Nigerian Christians' experience. It's so far away from what Psalm 23 promises. So far. We kind of do everything upside down. Here, they said our enemies will watch us eat. That's what Psalm 23 said. But in our own experience, our enemies will fall and die. In it. <laughs> so it doesn't line up. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Here, when you see people pray, it's full of want. It's all want-oriented. In fact, the African, our African description of prayer is begging God for things. Meanwhile, the real idea of prayer is fellowship and communion with God. It has nothing about request. But African version of prayer is you are begging God for something. An African doesn't know how to pray if he's not going to ask God for something. He doesn't know that there is such a thing as fellowship and communion with the Lord where no requests are mentioned. So sometimes it looks like it doesn't operate in this region. To me, when I see the behavior of many Christians. And my prayer for you is that you will start to line up with this experience that God has in mind for you. I said, the Lord is my shepherd. Praise God. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And we said, it is like this because the sheep is totally dependent on the shepherd. And the shepherd is totally responsible for the sheep. Did you get that? The sheep is totally dependent on what? The shepherd. And the shepherd is totally responsible for the sheep. That's what God wants. David was prophetically sharing an experience here. How that the sheep, the sheep's principal job is to follow the shepherd. If he can follow the shepherd, they said his experience will be the type that he will not want. Because your shepherd is in charge of your provision and your protection. Is somebody getting this? He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Guys, can you help me dream and picture that experience? A realm of life where you don't have lack. Is somebody helping me? Are you, are you dreaming at all? A realm where you don't have lack of anything. You know, some people are so, this, this is so foreign to the African Christian, to the Nigerian Christian. He doesn't know that there's such a realm. But you can see it here in the Bible. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't make it up. I didn't, I didn't create it. I didn't come up with it. I'm not that smart. I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I have everything I need. I said, all my needs are met. It's a realm in God. Where my interaction with God has nothing to do. This is why I love Christians when they even leave Nigeria and go abroad, they backslide. Because what was keeping their prayer life and spiritual life here is their lack. Once they reach where there is no problem, find that they can't even pray. Cannot pray because they have no genuine hunger and desire for fellowship with the Lord. It's need-based, problem-based. So once they reach where there is really no problem, you find that, what am I going to do? What am I going to <laughs> Nothing, no fellowship. No relationship with the Lord. Is somebody catching this? The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I want. He said, he makes me. Oh, man. He ma- I'm, a little, I'm a little unhappy about this. I'm doing three. I'm a little unhappy about it. Okay. But it doesn't even matter. Even if you don't want this, okay, I'll, I'll enjoy it myself. He said, he makes me lie down. In what? 
That's abundance. To sheep. To sheep. The only thing sheep wakes up to look for every day is what? And now they're saying, your shepherd makes you what? Lie down in green pastures. You are lying down in abundance. Thank God dollar is green. So picture, if I want to say it today, I'll say he makes me lie down in dollars. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. It makes me lie down in dollars. In abundance. I lie down in it. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul because sometimes what I need is not even money. I'm just troubled. I'm distraught. I'm angry. Maybe someone is annoying me. Maybe something is annoying me. Maybe someone has broken my heart. Maybe I've broken someone's heart. You know, so at that time, what I need is not dollars. You see, he restores your soul. You can get to a stage where even though you're so heartbroken, God restores your soul that it won't weigh you down as much. You won't enter depression. If I've ever been heartbroken before, you know what I'm talking about. No amount of food or money will console you. Do you understand? You just need your heart to be all right. And God said, we, 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 we fix that too. The shepherd said, we, we fix that too. Hallelujah. We fix that too. See, he restored my soul. Hallelujah. He said, he leads me in the path of righteousness. Ah, I like this one. For his name's sake. Do you understand? Your success is not about you. God is trying not to disgrace himself. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, the reason why he's leading you right is for his own reputation. For his namesake. That's why I know I can never be broke. I can never be poor. There's too much at stake. It's not about me. There's someone behind me that doesn't want his name to spoil. For his namesake. Hallelujah. He said, but even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, because some of us have to pass through Nigeria. <laughs> even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I fear no evil. Wow. He said, I fear no evil. When I listen to Nigerian prayer and preaching, anything chasing you, anything stopping you, is that, but you see that I'm saying that something doesn't look like your place in this region. When I look at it, it doesn't resemble what I see in Christianity in Nigeria. See, witches, some assault your car. I hear kinds of things. I said, where did we consult witch that they told us they some assault car? And even if witch told us, you don't know who the devil is. One of the devil's name is deceiver. Another of his name, they say he's the father of all lies. We don't, we, 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 we don't take his testimony. We do not accept his testimony. So I'm a witch. I kill three children. Shut up! Shut the hedge up! Before we send you to the hedge. We don't care your testimony. He said, because even if we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, we fear no evil. And they bury your We fear no evil. There's one powerful witch. We fear no evil. He drank blood. We fear no evil. We fear no evil. Do you understand this? We fear no evil. So I dreamt. I saw you. That's great. We fear no evil. Why don't we fear evil? Can you somersault car that God is inside? <laughs> You'll not be telling God sorry after somersault. God sorry, hope you didn't wound. He said, we, we fear evil because God is with me. Because God is with me. He said, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Any Satan that wants to try you, they, they've kept came for him. Oh, you didn't get it. I said they kept came for him. If he brings his head, they will wipe him. There's already came waiting for him. You go collect. 
don't keep cane for? Now you they fear. They have his cane. Your rod and your staff, it gives me comfort. Oh, man. That's why I don't say how a Christian is depressed. How, you need to come and teach us what you're doing with your mind and your focus. He said, when I see God's hand of his rod of protection and his staff of guidance, he said, it gives me comfort that things are going to work, be all right. He said, what's the next one? What's verse 5? DJ, DJ, I just enjoyed the message. Okay. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They should not fall and die. I get it, guys? Don't kill your enemies. Who will be the audience? Who will bring plates for you? Who will bring the, the spoon for you if your hand can't reach it? Don't kill your enemies. Don't worry about them. You see, you see, you see, God, you see, if you follow God's word, eh, almost everything human beings do is, is opposite God. If you follow God's word, if you follow God's word, you find that most of our activities are wrong. Kill them. Fall and die. No, no, God said, leave them. Because all of us too, we were, we were once somebody's enemy. If they had answered that prayer, you would be dead. Sometimes you are even your own enemy. You dance that prayer. I say, pray, God, turn that fire, my enemy. Now you, you, you are the enemy. You are the enemy of your own progress sometimes. So I say, don't kill them. Let them watch. Let them watch you eating that draw soup, that seafood okra, you know, that stir fry, shrimp, and let them watch. I can eat so, such a nice food that nobody's watching. Say, so he prepares a table before me. One of us says it's a six-course meal. Have you eaten six-course meal before? It's a six-course meal in the presence of my enemy. Say, so you anoint my head with oil, my cup. Also, he says, surely. So, if you look at his experience, I don't see any hustle or suffering or shouting or begging God or casual. I don't see it. I don't know where we get it from. Because we don't want to follow the shepherd. So, we suffer. And we'll try to make suffering legitimate. Try to make it the normal way God does things. No. Suffering in the kingdom is by choice. It's a hobby some people have. It's their own sports or exercise. It's not biblical. When you follow the shepherd, your job is to follow the shepherd. The shepherd will take care of you. That's the principle. And Jesus Christ said, my sheep hear my voice. So, this series is about divine guidance. It's about following God's leading, God's direction. And why are we not hearing God or being guided by God? Listen, God knows where your money is. God knows where your protection is. Are you getting what I'm saying? God knows where everything is. And the beauty, listen, listen. God knowing it doesn't help you first. You now need to know that your own spirit also knows. And that's what this series is about. Divine leading. God leads and guides all his children. If you are born again, God leads and guides all his children. The only issue is that many people think or don't know how God speaks and when God speaks. That's the only issue. But whether God is speaking or not is not debatable. It's not conditional. God is always speaking. What many people don't know is that they think that they don't know. You're thinking. You think that when God is going to speak to you, it's going to come from a third person uh, voice. It's going to come from outside you. You know, we've watched videos and everything. We, we're assuming that when God is going to speak, it's going to come from us. I say, Kingsley, Kingsley, Kingsley. How many times did I call you? you, you. My son, arise. Go down to Lekito Gate, 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 Gate. <laughs> Thou shalt see a black horse or a black car. This is what we're thinking. We're thinking that it's coming from outside, and we're thinking that it's coming in third person. The principal way God will guide you is through your spirit. Listen to me, people. The principal way God will guide you is through what? Now, 
if you are born again, for those that are not born again, I, I believe we'll, we'll be able to pray for you at the end of the service. But if you are born again, God guides you through your spirit. Every human being has three aspects. Those of you that have been through the believers class we do here and all those things, if you have not been through it, you have to go through it. This is why we're saying, because you are missing too much. Sunday, we don't teach everything on Sunday because of time. But if you go through the classes, you teach this. If you're a born again Christian, you know you're made up of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. It's like an egg. The egg has three parts. The egg has the first part, which is called the shell. It has the other part, which is called what? The egg whites, right? And it has the third part, which is called what? We call all of them what? Egg. But it has three parts. That's how you are. As a human being, you have three parts. You have your shell, which is your body. You have your uh, egg white, which is your soul. Then you have the yoke, which is your spirit. So when people like Jesus will say things like, man must not live by bread alone, he was speaking with the understanding that there are three parts to you. Because if you use that statement only as regards man as in a physical being, it's by bread alone you live. Breaded means food, physical food, okay? It doesn't mean parfum. Do we understand? If we look at that sentence only physically, if you don't chop bread, where do you go chop? Now food, you go still chop. Do you understand? So that's not what he's saying. He was speaking because you have three sides to you. He's saying, you, as a man, as a spirit, soul, and body, you can't feed only your body. I don't know, is it making sense? He's saying because you are three, spirit, soul, and body, you can't feed only body. Because the bread feeds what part of you? I can't hear you. That bread feeds what part of you? The body. So if you look at the sentence he made, DJ, give me, yes. Um, give me the, where he said, mama's little bread, don't give me. If you look at that sentence, he was speaking with that consideration. And if you, if you don't have that understanding, the sentence he made doesn't make sense. What's in the chop again if I don't chop bread? Now, what food are they chop now? I will die if I don't eat food. DJ, are you looking for mama's little bread alone? And he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by what? But by what? Have you seen anybody that is not eating bread? Eh? You, you have a child and it's growing. I say, what's in the chop? Ah, now Psalm 22, he chopped today. Have you seen that before? No, because he needs to eat bread. But what Jesus meant by every word is saying, there's another part of this human being that is a spirit that does not eat bread. That one eats spiritual bread. He called it every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Is somebody getting this? So there are three parts to you. Your physical body is one that eats bread, yam, beans. If it doesn't eat that one, it will die. Your mental part eats information, knowledge. If it doesn't eat that one, it will die. For instance, knowledge to cross the road is not in the Bible. Have you ever seen how to cross the road in the Bible before? That one, they need to feed your mind here. But if not, if you cross the road, you shall die. Because we are taught in school. How do you cross the road? Look left. I know some of you didn't go to good school. Listen to the rest of others. <laughs> if you want to cross, because of you, if you cross the road, you just run, look and just move. No, the right way is that you look what? Left, right, and what? If you don't have that ledge, you will die. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will die. For instance, this is knowledge about electricity. This is blue wire. This is blue wire. That is, is, is that in the Bible? If you don't have that knowledge, you will die. You will go and touch the wrong wire, and you will what? Die. That's feeding your mind. You will also die if you don't have that knowledge. Then the same thing with your spirit. That one is the word of God. If you don't feed it, it will also what? Die. Any part of you you don't feed will die. Is somebody catching this? That's what Joseph was saying. If you go to an airport... You want to fly into a plane. You want to enter a plane and fly. And the pilot said, brother, you're in this flight. He said, I'm the pilot. He said, oh, great. And he says, brother, I've eaten yam, beans, and goat meat today. So I'm ready to fly this plane. And you ask him, which pilot school did you graduate from? He said, I didn't go to pilot school. But I've eaten yam, beans, goat meat. We are ready. <laughs> He has not fed the right place. <laughs> His physical feeding is not going to help us right now. He needs knowledge or you meet him. He said, bro, are you flying with us? Say, yes, I'm the pilot. Say, great. You ask him, which pilot school did you graduate from? Say, no, I didn't go to pilot school. I went to Bible school. 
I finished from Rema International Bible School. I was top of my class. I said, did you go to pilot school? I said, no, not at all. It's just Bible school. Will you still enter that plane? No, he has fed his spirit. So the knowledge, if you also don't have knowledge, you will still die. So the three aspects need feeding. So the beauty is that that spirit, the third part, which is the yoke, which is your spirit, is in tune already with God. This will help you guys. If you can learn this, trust me, you will see significant improvement in your life, especially your spiritual life. Your spirit is not going to be in tune. It's in tune. Your spirit is not looking for God's will. He knows God's will. Oh, man. Ah! Some of you, if you understand this, it should pain you. If it doesn't pain you, you've not understood it. It should pain you. All your suffering is tied to this thing that you don't know. All your lack is tied to this thing that you know. Your spirit... Your own spirit knows all things. Why? Because it's in touch and in tune with God. In the realm of the spirit, there is no lack of knowledge. In the realm of the spirit, there is total knowledge. Your spirit knows everything. Because it is in the same class and in the same realm with God. There's a spirit world outside here. I wish people can realize this. There's a whole world. All this world you are seeing physically here is just a copy. It's a replica. It's a duplicate of a whole other world. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So this physical world came out of that spiritual world. That's why I hope you know that this physical world has expiry date. I know you don't read the Bible, but... The day we have time to teach you eschatology, you understand. This physical world has expiry dates. Even scientists are, they do it to know, they say global warming, no matter how much they do anything, green, anything, the world, this world is expiring. This is why there's a plan for us outside of here. This world is going. There's nothing you want to do. It's dying. It has expiry dates. Because it came out of the spirit. They are going to discard it and give back to another one. In the realm, so there's a spiritual world. In that realm, you and God are close. In fact, you are one. I will show you. So potentially, in fact, in spiritually, you, you know everything you need to know. Because in that realm, nobody lacks knowledge. In that realm, when you meet people, you know them. Like in the spirit, this is why. When people prophesy, what they are doing when people prophesy is that they've tapped into that realm a bit. They know things that they ordinarily should not know. Now, by the way, there are a lot of fake magical. I'm not talking about, I mean, real Bible prophecy exists. Even though now most of the things we watch online is, is gimmicks or it's movie. You know those, your girlfriend sees your money. Your boyfriend is going, you know, it's not that stage, though. They're not Christians. They're not with us, please. That's not real Bible. Those ones are just acting movie. That you... You, your girlfriend, you get the money. You, you, it's drama. You notice they have hype man or hype woman. You notice. The bishop prophesied. Say it's, it's a full movie. In fact, their movie is even now more interesting than our own uh, Nollywood. Have you noticed? They have proper script writing, proper um, cast selection, and a hype man or woman. Say prophesied. And you always see drama. When they prophesy, they like, you see, it's a pure movie. Pure movie. It's not Christianity at all. Please. Because the Bible says in the last days, many false prophets will arise. Please. I beg you. It's a pure movie. You will see drama. He, hype man is by the corner. The man of God is moving. The general, prophecy general, feed marshal. You see, nonsense. Total nonsense. Please, it's not Christianity. Please, I beg you. You will never see anything like that in the Bible. They are hailing him. The feet masher. The professor. 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 Say, do I know you before? Do I know you before? You, it's the movie. Pure movie. You will never see anything like that in the Bible. And it must be dramatic. It must be dramatic. You, you, your boyfriend, you want to say, he, he kill you. Say, it after you all kinds of gimmicks. It's part of the end time, or they say in the last days, 
a lot of false prophets will arise. There are many ways to know who is fake and who is real. I don't have time to go into it. One of how you know is that when it's real, they always draw attention to Christ. When it's fake, it's about the prophecy feed marshal that has a hype man. When it's fake, it's always about how, super, how, how, how superlative and uh, powerful the story is. When it's about Christ. When it's, when it's God, it's really about the restoration of soul. God is not into, into drama and acting. That's for Nollywood. So these guys are all fake. It's a business and a, a joke for most of them. But the way, whenever you go to a real church or you watch a real prophecy, sometimes you see that the men of God tap into things that ordinarily by head they should not know. It's because in the realm of the spirit, we know everything. So, if you have heard story of people that are real people that have had heaven encounters, now, there's a lot of gain. You know, nothing is normal in Nigeria. So, there are a lot of people that have heaven encounters, that claim to have heaven encounters in Nigeria, but it's all nonsense. They say, I went to heaven. Everybody that is not wearing scarf, wearing hell. It's nonsense. Everybody wearing wig or earring went to hell. It's rubbish. There's no such scripture. But when people have real heaven encounters, one, of, one that I watched that I like or I heard of, is the guy said when he got there, every question he had, before he could even finish thinking about the question, his spirit answered him. He would say, who is that person who says Apostle Paul? Who is that person who says Apostle Paul? What am I doing here? He said, you're, you're, you've passed to glory. What, what, he would just answer his questions because he just knew everything. And it tallies with scripture, I'll show you. So, your spirit is one with God. You need to understand, your spirit is one with God. Because in the realm of the spirit, that's how it works. Alright? That's why even some native doctors and co. tap into this same spirit. Once they enter into the spirit, they do things too. But it doesn't mean they are of God. But in the spirit, once you have entered, you can also enter. There are illegal routes. It's just like American so they have illegal. They have routes where um, an immigrant or an illegal immigrant can enter. He too will see things in the same America. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because he has entered. But he has entered illegally. And they will one day catch him and do what? Deport him. Do you understand? So, some native doctors truly have access. Illegal access. They didn't get visa. They didn't get citizenship. They just passed jump fence. They have access truly to spiritual. And they can see things. But you see, you don't meddle with them because their source is Satan. And Satan has come to kill to steal and to destroy. So at the end, end, they will kill you or destroy you. So they will tell you your auntie is the problem, your mother is the problem, your wife is the problem, and you don't kill your wife or divorce your wife. It's satanic. Okay, oh, this is a side story. So let's go back. In First Corinthians said, you and the Lord are one, whoever is joined with the Lord is one spirit. DJ, give it to me. He said, but he that is joined unto the Lord is what? One spirit. So this is what I'm telling you. You and God, if you're a born-again Christian, if you're not born again, you are not yet joined to the Lord, okay? If you're a born-again Christian, you and the Lord are joined. It means whatever the Lord knows, you know. That's your spirit knows, okay? Your head does not know. That's why you, you still hustle and suffer. But your spirit knows. I'll give you my example. Don't worry, I'll show you everything in the Bible so that you will. I'm not just gisting you. But I've shown you one. That says you and your, you, 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 your spirit and God's spirit is joined. As a matter of fact, let me even gist you. Before you were born here, you and God used to flow. You guys had a relationship. Jeremiah chapter 1. He said, before I formed you, I knew you. Can you imagine? God said, I knew you. How many of you will surprise God say, hey, ah, you don't know me. I knew you now. We know. How many of you met your old classmate or somebody that went to school with you? I said, ah, you don't know me. We go uh, FGC together now. Before you became a celebrity, I knew you. Before you came to Lagos, I knew you. Abi, that's what, see it here. Before I formed the physical part of you, remember? You are spiritual and body. Before I formed the physical part of you in your mother's belly, I did what? Who's my guy? Now only you. I don't know the many songs, but God is saying, "Look, you are my guy. I knew you now. I didn't only know you with a with a yarn. 
Let me show you. Look at this. He said, I knew you. And before you came out of your mother's womb, I did what? Sanctified you and did what? Ordained you. There was an ordination. Some of you don't know you've attended an ordination service before. You've attended. Some of us, when we now came here, you know, we got disoriented. We got distracted. We got, uh, you know, we just got lost. Then we became, sorry, we became born again. And God starts aligning our spirits back to him. So, people like me now, I've been ordained here on the earth in line with the ordination that they did for me before I was born. Some of you have not been ordained. There's ordination. They've, they ordained you as something. Be a businessman. Maybe ordained as an usher. Maybe ordained as a leader. Maybe ordained as a, as a man of God. I don't know what they ordained you as before. I don't know if you have lined up with it now. You might still be roaming around. But God said before, me and you knew. We just, we even discussed things. Say, you know, when you come on earth... There's one church or DCC. That guy is a very good guy. I don't ordain I'm here. When I go meet him for that side. That is why. That is why. That is why. When John the Baptist was going to be born and Jesus was going to be born, they all had conference call. Conference meeting before. So when their mothers met, the babies knew themselves. The babies knew. The mothers didn't know. But the babies knew. They said, ah, see Jesus. Ah, Jay. Jay. Now you, ah, now we all, ah, when you land, and the last week they put me, but they, they, it's there. They both leaped. They both knew. Your spirit knows things you don't know, man. Your spirit knows things you don't know. God said, before I formed you, I knew you. We had a meeting. Ah, it's just painful. People are going to live through this earth. Get back, you know, and that's the sad thing. You came from there, you're going to go back there, and you now see that you didn't even turn of you. You didn't even go anywhere near. See, that's my real consolation in this life. It's not the enjoyment, it's that I'm doing at least some of the things that I, I was, I'm ordained to do. Because you're going to go back there, and they will do some kind of assessment or price-giving day, or whatever, and check how many of the things. Some people are going to score flat zero. You know flat zero? Minus. They didn't do one. They didn't do one. They just came, hustled, relocated to Canada, and died. That's all. That's all somebody achieved. That's what the Bible said. If it's only on this earth we have hope, we have all men. Most miserable. If it's only this life we, we are, we're chasing, ah, it's a horrible way to live. That's my real consolation and joy, is that at least I've, I know I've done some things that you want, wanted me to do. One of which is to marry this fine girl. I know I did that one. She's too, <laughs> she's too vital to my calling. So I'm sure she was in that list. Ordained, man. When I met her, my soul leaped. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? So, your spirit knows everything. Let me show you more scripture so that you understand. I'll show you more scripture. Like I said, if you understand this thing, you should be, you should be either very angry or very happy. Either of the two. In fact, you should have the two mixed feelings. Very angry that you've wasted a lot of time. Very happy that you can start getting things aligned now. I'm telling you, God knows everything. Your spirit knows everything about you. All the things you're shouting about that you want, you say, when the Lord is a shepherd, you will not want Spirit knows everything. Your spirit knows where your money is. When Jesus needed to pay tax, what did he do? Did he start praying, oh God, oh God. Hey, FIRS has come. What do we do, Father? Father! Because that's what the African Christian would do. We start shouting. You know what he did? His spirit knew where the money was. He called Peter. He said, go, go and catch fish. Now, that particular fish Peter caught, that breed of fish normally goes to the bottom of the ocean and picks rubbles. They pick stones. That's what the fish does. It has a very big um, gall. Is it gall? They call this thing here or gill? I don't know. But it has big chincha. So that fish normally goes to the bottom of the ocean and picks stones, pick things. Does, does, and he, after he keeps them for a while, he'll blow them out of his whatever. He just picks that what the fish does. So Jesus knew that somebody had dropped a coin where it was dropped. He knew that one fish 
has gone to pick it. And he told Peter, go and cast your net, whatever. He said, the first fish, not the third fish, not any of the fish, not one of the fish. He said, the first one has picked money. It is a fish all night. He said, no, the first one. And when they caught that first one, there's money in his mouth. Hustling the kingdom is optional. It's hobby you like. It's not that they have to do that. You know that you have to suffer in Lagos traffic. I was telling somebody today, all the people came for food, they've gone. Oh. I told you that didn't make sense to go and line up that day. You, what you should be thinking about is, Lord, where is my green pasture? Because reality has come. Buying food for one week is not going to solve the problem. Are you here, somebody? Jesus knew where the prosperity was. He knows, you, your spirit knows where your money is. Your spirit knows where your husband is. Your spirit knows where your wife is. It's just that you don't, you don't know how to listen to your spirit. Many of you think it will come in, like I said, you think it will come in third person. No, it's going to come in first person. Let me do one more scripture, then we'll go. First John. First John 20, yes. It says, but you have what? You're not reading, no. But you have what? And And what happens? Did you see that? They say, you know all things. Oh God, they say, you know all things. Philip, you know all things. God, you know all things. Can you believe that? That means you know where your, 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 your next store should be. You know it all. Is that not great news? You know the school you should go to. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hey. May you experience Psalm 23. When I see Nigerian Christians suffering, my heart goes out to them. I say, why? Why are we not well taught the word of God? Because it favors most of the men of God for you to be blind and hungry and suffering. It favors them. Because it means you come every day. Your spirit knows all things. He said, look at it. Did you read it with me? Am I the one that wrote it? Is it First Kingsley 2 is, that is there? It's not First John there. Let's read it again. He said, you have an unction from the Holy One. And you, you know all things. That's why Jesus could find the fish that had money. You know all things. I'll show you one more. Verse 27. Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him does what? Some of you are not reading. Only these two people are reading. But the anointing which you have received of him does what? In you. And you what? Need not that any man teach you. He says, but as the same anointing does what? Teaches you how many things? All things. And it's truth. And it's no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall what? He said, you don't need for any man to teach you. What do they mean? They don't mean you don't, go to, you don't need to go to school. They don't mean you don't need to come to church. No, we'll teach you the word of God. They'll teach you primary school, um, um, academic school. What they mean is that the things concerning your life, eh? you don't need any man to tell you who to marry. Ay, 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 ay. That's what they mean. They mean you don't need any man to come and hold your hand through life because you already have a shepherd. Sheep don't lead sheep. If sheep follow sheep, you'll mislead you. Haven't you seen cow or goat or even sheep without their shepherd when only one sheep is leading? You notice that sometimes that sheep doesn't even know that we can't cross road. You could just see grass. In don't go. Then the other ones are trying to go. Then car is coming. Then you see some are running back and scattering because sheep don't lead sheep. See it here. He said, the anointing will teach you all things. The important things of your life he said, nobody knows the thing of a man except the spirit of that man inside him. I can give you scripture after scripture after scripture that tells you that your spirit knows all things. And that has been the story of my life. <laughs> Knowing all things. I know it better now in retrospect. Those days, I wasn't 100% sure because I was still in the process of it. But now in retrospect, after being born again for about 30 years and doing ministry for close to that same time, 20, 28 or 27 years, now I know for sure that this is what a lot of people are missing. 
when God is going to lead you, it's going to be from within. So let me explain. It's not going to be third person. That means God will say, Ogbalo, go and take your show around different cities in Nigeria. That's what people are expecting to hear. No. How God will lead you is that you will just sit down and say, Ah, I've been doing this show in Lagos. I want to do one for Abuja. Did you see? It's coming in first person. I want to take it to the mainland. I want to take it to Ghana. It sounds like you just wanting to. But that's your spirit. Finding expression. Because he knows all things. I guess what I'm saying. It will come like just a thought. Like just a desire. But that's exactly how God leads his people. Because his spirit is inside. He said that anointing abides in you. Not outside of you. In you. So it will come like your desire. I want to. I want to. I feel like I think I should note those, those things. That's God. If you are a Christian that is tuned, though, not a carnal Christian. You see, if you're a carnal Christian that you're used to carnality, you will, your desires will be impure. So a lot of times it will be nonsense. What kind of man do you want? He must be tall. He must have beard. You see, that's, that's, that, that's your flesh leading you. That's your flesh leading you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because there's nothing spiritual in that. There's, the height of a man has never had an impact in marriage. I always say, have you seen anybody marry for 30 years? What's your secret? <laughs> this is height and his beard. Ah, pastor, this was helping our marriage. Have you seen that before? So when you're talking carnally like that, that's not God leading you. That's just nonsense. That's things you pick from your faves. Your faves that have five marriages. I have 16 babies, baby mamas, and your faves. If those are your mentors, if those are people you are, you are looking at and emulating, you see, your, your desires will be whack, will be whapped. But I'm talking about a child of God that is lining up with God's word, following the things of God, your own desires. See, when the Bible said, delight yourself in the Lord, and it will give you, DJ, bring it up, and it will give you desires of your heart. For years we have misquoted and misinterpreted it. We thought it means that we can desire anything. Say, oh Lord, I desire Rolls Royce Phantom. No, 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 no. God is not a... No, definitely not. You should have known by now because none of, none of those desires come to pass. You just pass Banana Island. You say, Lord, I desire one of this mansion in Banana Island. You say, you give me desire my heart. No, 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 no. He says, delight yourself also in the Lord. That means you get to a stage where God is your everything. You don't even want the Rolls Royce Phantom. You just want God. So when you get to that stage where you are so in love with God, they say God will put desires in your heart. Not that you will tell him desire. No, he will put, plant desires. So you will just be doing banking and suddenly be sensing a desire for fashion. So why am I thinking of fashion industry like this? I'm a banker and I love banking. But you'll be seeing your desire going on that way because God has put a desire in your heart. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So you must be a lover of God, a follower of God. Then you will see your desires become direction. You just feel like starting a department. You just feel like ministering to a kind of people. You just say, I want to. I feel like. I think I should. It's in first person. So it looks like just a thought or an idea. But it's your spirit finding expression. It's your spirit telling you things in line with what has been ordained before you came. My whole journey in Christianity, has been tied to this simple truth. Like I said, those days I didn't know for sure because I was still a young Christian. But now in retrospect, I know 100% that I was right in a lot of those things. First one was my calling to preach at all. From when I got born again, as in the same time, I got born again, the same day, the same week, I got born again, I just knew I was going to be a preacher. You see, my spirit knew. My head didn't know, of course, but I just knew, like I knew my name, that I'm going to be a preacher. How? I was a bad boy. You see, there are some people that are God, even though they were not born again, but they are not doing any bad thing. I don't, I don't know if you have friends like that. They are not born again, no, but they don't even do bad thing. They don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't womanize or manize. <laughs> they don't do any bad thing, but they are not born again. Now, by the way, they will still go to hell, oh, because Jesus is the way, oh, not your good works. 
But these people are good. I don't know if you have people like that. They don't commit, they're not, they don't even lie. They don't do bad things. They don't disobey their parents. But they were not born again. So those kind of people, it's even more likely that they, if they get born again, they might, they might think of me, I was a bad guy. Bad boy. <laughs> a very bad boy. <laughs> I was Indian hemp smoking, pistol carrying, prostitute patronizing, beer guzzling kind of bad guy. So for me to become born again, and I just know. I didn't even know what it took to do me. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know one scripture. I didn't know one scripture. But one thing my spirit knew from beginning. From, I just got born again. I didn't even know what anything. My spirit just knew that you're going to do ministry. Every time I sat in church and my pastor came up the stage, my spirit would tell me, this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. This is about 30 years ago. Did my spirit lie or not? It was right. This is almost 30 years. I've not done any other thing. Except exactly what that spirit told me that time I got born again. That as that man is standing on the stage, this is all you are going to do with your life. I didn't even know. I didn't know. I didn't even know any pastor. I didn't know anything. I didn't know Bible. I didn't know anything. But my spirit knows all things. So most times our head is catching up with our spirit. But our spirit knows. That's how I got here. I've been a pastor now for close to 30 years. Doing exactly. I was so impressed in my heart about it that time. I had admission to Unilag. I left, I rejected the admission and went to Bible school. That's how, that's how convinced I was about it. I had admission to Unilag. I don't know, I don't know if Unilag is still rave. That time, my own time, there was no private university. So Unilag was like, if you're a cool person, no, nobody say you like book. If you like book, go to Suka. If you're, if you're, uh-huh. Go to Suka and the Refuto. What is the non A book you want to read. If you're a cool person in my generation, your destiny starts and ends in Unilag. So I need you to understand what I'm talking about. There was no private university that time. So I got admission to Unilag and I, I said, I'm not going. That I'll go to Bible school. Can you imagine how stupid that will look? And you see, again, that time, People made me feel like, ah, no, see, that's why. They say, you, you, need, you need not that any man teach you. Some men don't know enough to advise you about tomorrow. None of, have you, is anybody has been tomorrow before? Is anybody has been five years ago, I mean, to come? Have you been five years later? Five years in the future. Is anybody here, have you visited five years in the future? Even which never go five years. You have not the past five months. Is anybody here gone to five years to come? Nobody. So, nobody's capable. Nobody's capable. So, all the people I told them, they say, ah, you don't want to go to school. Ah, you must go to I'm so happy I did not now. I'm so happy I did not. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, not because education is bad. Part of the suffering we are facing on this earth is that we think there is a routine way Life must go. So that's why a lot of us are suffering. Now I'm going to go to school now, but with a totally different mindset. First of all, I have a doctorate. I honorary doctorate. First of all, <laughs> because I found my purpose. Now I'm processing doing psychology in Harvard. You know, But you see, it's, it's directly in line with my area of expertise. Because I, I love to study people. People is what I do for a living. I don't know why. I don't know red and blue wire, but I know red and blue people. Yeah. And most of you will agree that the school you first went to when you were young, you were just cramming to pass. All this thing they taught you now is not what you're using now. How many of you know trigo, trigo, trigometry or trigometry? <laughs> are you using it? Those of you that labor frog, what are you using to do? You labor here. Have you used this since that time? You see, you were doing it then because everybody said you must do. I went to Bible school and that laid the foundation for what I'm doing in ministry today. It gave me a foundation. One year Bible school, that's what I did instead of going to Unilag. And maybe if I had even gone to Unilag, maybe I would have gone distracted. 
Maybe I'd have seen people having fun. I remember my old friends. All of them were in there. I would have spent four years reading something that has no bearing in my life. And four years at that age could have been very pivotal in my direction of where I'm going. I just knew, not that I heard the voice, Kingsley, do not go to Unilag, lag, lag, lag. <laughs> That's not what happened. I just knew that I had no desire. As powerful as Unilag was, and before I became born again, Unilag, uh-uh. Some of you are too young to understand what I'm saying. Where are the people that understand what I'm saying about Unilag? Uh-uh, you're a bad boy for Nigeria, you don't go Unilag. And your bad boy is not certified. In my own time, Unilag was the high. If you want to do club, you want to do party, ah, you must go Unilag now. So before I became born again, we were already sitting down with different dawn of cults, drinking with them to interview them, to find out which cult had strong activities enough to utilize talents <laughs> like us. Seriously. Seriously, so we were hanging out with pirates. Hang on, we didn't want a RAS cult. We wanted those cults that had power but had class. You know, cults get levels. So we're trying to say, which, which ones go really use? Our... So Unilag was sure. Then I became born again. No desire to go to Unilag again. Desire just went flat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your support. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Totally no desire to go to Unilag. Zero. Zero desire. Zero desire. They sent for me, sent for me, I didn't go. Zero desire. My desire was just go to Bible school. Go to Bible school. That's what I did. So your desire, when you are tuned and in line and and you love the Lord, your desire itself. People told me that time, ah, everybody said no. My parents, everybody said no, you can't. Ah, Ah, they, they told me that if you don't go to school, you won't be able to pastor people that went to school. That means all of you. <laughs> Didn't go to school. <laughs> That's what they told me. That's what they say. If you don't go to school, you can't pastor people that didn't go to school. If you don't go to school, how will you pastor master degree holders? How will you pastor PhD holders? I have them everywhere now, all over the world that I'm pastoring. I get what I'm saying. All over the world. I've counseled major generals. I've counseled um, bank MDs. Any top celebrities, let's not even go there. Your musicians, your actors, every, all of, any type of person. I've counseled all. Because I followed the desire. I've ministered to all. I've mi- the, the marriage and um, relationship that I teach today is not that God told me, I didn't hear God, that my son that shall go up and down the earth teaching godly marriage principles and save families. <laughs> no, I did not hear any such thing. I just had a desire, overwhelming desire to share about relationship. I didn't even know about relationship when I had the desire. I just had that passion. And as I started to share, like a tap opened, you see, and knowledge started flowing. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? I didn't know this this well that time. I wasn't sure. But now, after many years, I'm very sure. The fulfillment I get now from doing what I do can never be compared. I've preached in the biggest, the, the biggest churches in the country, the biggest generals with the biggest generals in the country. I've preached alongside them, preaching in their churches. Most of people that my mates have not preached in those kind of places or with those kind of people. And is this my simple marriage teaching? There are places I teach on marriage, and book sales in one day can be up to 40,000 US. One day. 20,000 US, 10,000 US, 15,000, 30,000 US. One day, book sales. God knows where your prosperity is. Hustling is your hobby. It has nothing to do with God's provision. It's just something you enjoy. It has nothing to do with God's provision. Because God knows the fish that has swallowed your coin. My own fish is teaching the Bible and also teaching relationship. That's my fish. 
So I keep drawing this every day. I go to the ocean and pull out the fish. I've shared the story here many times, or not many times, a few times, how that I, I was living, in, where, where I was living before. I was at home one day. I was at home one day, and I had the desire to buy the house. I, I was renting the house. I desired to buy the house. <laughs> I say, it made no sense for about four reasons. Number one, I had my own house, a land I had bought two streets from this, from where I was renting. Two streets, and we're already developing it. I was looking for money to finish the house. So, buying one house two streets away didn't make sense. I didn't even have money to come to my house. That's one. Second reason why it didn't make sense is that I could even afford to buy the house. Third reason why it didn't make sense was that this house was now getting old. So I was always, roof was leaking. I was repairing door handle. You know when the house is getting old, you literally have to change everything. Everything is just breaking down because they have lived there. So, number four, I, I felt it was rude to go and tell somebody you are renting his house that I want to buy your house. They be like, say, oh, oh, this is your plan, eh? <laughs> I felt it was very rude. I felt it was very rude. Now, even though later the guy was telling me, you should have told me that time now. Uh, my brother, I just, I just think it's weird to go and tell your landlord that, do you want to sell your house? That you want to kill me? Do you plan to kill me? Don't I have children that will inherit me? No, they, they, they don't know what the plan they have. So, buying the house was not, but I had a desire from nowhere. Buy this house. I said, no way. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. One or two years after, I heard rumors that the guy wanted to sell the house. I didn't see take it too seriously because, again, remember, two streets away, my house was getting nearer completion. So whether they want to sell their house or not, they should just give me time to. F- that, that, that was what I thought first. Then the guy now sent a message to me that he wants to sell the house, but he wants me to have the first right of refusal. So it's okay. I got there. Most of you know the story. I got there, and the guy offered me the house at 130 million. This was some months or years, I can't remember exactly now, after I had the desire. So now I could afford it now. With one or two joining here and there, I could afford it. 130 million. Now, because of disobedience, I didn't buy the house immediately at that time. But it was offered to me first at 130 million. As of two days ago, somebody still called me to buy that house, 270 million. Somebody also buy it from me. I bought it. And sold it, actually. <laughs> I'm just trying not to overgive the code edges. You know, but it was offered to me at 130. Somebody two days ago was, three days ago or so, was asking me at 270 million. What's the difference? What's the bracket? What's the difference in that? One, God literally dashed me 140 million. And the price is still going up. Price of half is still going up. 140 million, I didn't, I didn't enter traffic. You see, I thought this is your suffering, it's your hobby. It has nothing to do with God's prosperity at all. From sleeping in my house. I don't know if 140 million is not a lot of money for you, but it could help me. I can do one or two with 140 million. <laughs> it's not bad at all to have that change in your pocket, right? Where there's, where there's no money in Nigeria, right? He makes me lie down. I can give you story after story how just a simple desire. It looks like a simple desire. So stop ignoring desire to learn a new thing. See, learn this thing. Say, I don't like internet. I don't like it. Because they learn. You see, social media. They are just shaking bum bum there. Because learn it. That desire. Don't play with those. Especially if you are a real Christian walking with the Lord. Don't play with your desires. God is not going to always come as third person. Most times he will speak as first person. I feel like, I want to, I feel I should, I think I should for a child of God. And be careful of who you tell. Because if the person too is not spiritual, they will all shout, ah, does it make sense? How do you not go to Unilag and you want to go to Bible school? My same dad then that told me, in fact, oh, my dad was livid, he was angry. So how can you not go to school? Now, he wasn't going to pay my school fees or in school. Because I was last born. If you're last born, you know, by that time, your parents are tired. They don't train you like they train the others. 
they don't fund you, except they're very, very rich. If not, if they too have reached where they are retired, they're no more getting money. They say, my brother, let your elder ones take care of you. If your elder ones are not rich, all of them goes over. And they're not going to train you as much. They won't flog you as much. They won't discipline you as much because they too, they're tired. They're about to retire. They're tired. So he wasn't really paying my school fees, but he said, how can you not go to school? He was so angry. He was so bitter. You must go to, ah, you don't, hey. He had to call one of my uncles from the UK. Took me to go and see the guy. The guy too sat me down. Came from UK. You know, some of you don't know this. Those days, if you have uncle from UK, ah, he's a big uncle. UK. UK. <laughs> if you have any relative from abroad, he's a big person. So this uncle was even well to do. He sat me down in his parlor. I can never forget the guy had big screen TV. Oh, some of you don't know. Now everybody had big screen TV. That time, if anybody had big screen TV, the whole state <laughs> is aware that somebody has a big screen TV. I can never forget the guy had a big screen TV. I think it was it's Philips or something. Big screen or TVC. He brought it from UK. The guy invited me to his house in his parlor. And he was speaking with the UK accent. He was saying, oh, here, you don't want to go to school. One to one thing. The guy talked me down, talked down spiritual things, talked down churches, that churches are just a joke and a play that I have to go. They all tried to talk me out of it. Some years later, when the ministry was now making sense, I was now on TV. My same father, everywhere we go, he said, Don't you know my son? This is You don't know my son. He's on TV. You don't know Pastor Kinsley. He's the one introducing me everywhere before he died. You see, human beings can change their mind. I beg you, don't be fooled or moved by human beings' opinion. Don't make enemies of who somebody else is making enemy of. Just because you want to follow them. The way they will reverse and leave you when they need to. They will reverse leave you holding the ball. I can't count how many people have left here or left me telling lies. And a few years after, we had to interact again. And they've reversed. But some people, they led astray, are too ashamed to reverse. I've done this for 30 years. I've seen things. I've seen things. I'm a bit, exper- a bit experienced. Don't do follow, follow. Glory to God. Are you blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Give the Lord a big hand. Glory to God. I want to pray. I want to pray for, please just bow your heads for one minute. If there's somebody here today that is not born again, you see, God knew you before you came on this earth. You and him had conversations of things he wanted you to do on the earth when he sent you. You might have lost track of those things now. The first step is to come back to him. That's the first step. That's the first step is to come back to him and line up with him. So if you're here and you're ready to come back to your father and be tuned to him, I'm here to pray with you. As all heads about, if you're in this service, you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to reconcile with your father, you want to rededicate your life to Christ, please raise up your hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you right on your seat. Just raise up your hand above your head and I'm going to pray with you. Anybody like you here today? I'm going to pray with you. Anyone here like that? God bless you. God bless you. I can see that hand. Any other hand? Any other hand? God bless you. I can see those hands. Any other hands? Any other hands? Just raise it well so that we'll know who we're praying with. God bless you. God bless you. Your father has plans for you. Trust me. You and God sat and dined together and discussed a lot of things. Your spirit knows it. Coming back to God is the first step. Coming back to your father is the first step. He's the father of spirits. The word father means source. He's the source of all spirits. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If your hand is raised up, any other person joining, please raise the hand. Raise the hand. Raise the hand. If your hand is raised up, please stand. Please stand. We're going to pray together. Please stand. If your hand is raised up, stand. If you still want to join us, please join. Stand. Stand so that you will start a new walk with God. You will start a new relationship with God. Please stand. Please stand. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Put your right hand on your chest. Put your right hand on your chest. You're going to repeat these words after me. 
say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Remain standing. Father, I pray for these precious people as they've come back to be in communion and in fellowship and in oneness with you. Lord, let the path you have prepared for them start to be in progress in the name of Jesus. Let them begin to walk in the knowledge of what you have prepared for them. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please, as you remain standing, the ushers will take you out. We need to talk to you. We want to pray with you. So, stewards, please help me take them. Let somebody talk with them. Please just follow the usher. Carry your Bible. Carry your bag. Follow the ushers. Church, you can do better. Let's celebrate God. Carry your bag. Carry your Bible. Please go. They'll bring you, they'll bring you back. They just need to talk to you. Hallelujah. Amen. How many would like to enjoy divine guidance this week? Father, I pray for everyone. This week, let our hearts be sensitive. Let our spirits be in tune. Everything you have for us and have planned for us, we decree. We will walk in it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big praise.